diary, I have no boundaries. <laughs> That's how I would like to start today's episode. Welcome back to Guess Who's Single Again. I'm your host, Indy Hickey. Today, we are talking about the sheer fact that I have little to no boundaries and I'm really trying to work on that. But the fact of the matter is I don't know where to start. I have been on this journey going to therapy every single week and really trying to work on myself. But the but the more that I get into <laughs> the deeper I get, the worse it gets. Like I'm telling you, the more I uncover, the more I do not understand if that makes any sense at all. So I'm really in the thick of it at the moment. I am learning along the way. And there are some incredible things that like homework that I'm doing at the moment, which I'm going to talk about a little bit later because I think they're amazing. And I just want to talk about boundaries and how much they have affected me in my dating journey, because the fact that I can't set boundaries has allowed me to go into situations and go into relationships that do not serve me. Um, So I really want to talk about that and the way that I'm trying to break down those walls and have those conversations without feeling like I'm too much or um, letting my ego get in the way or feeling like I'm a psycho because I am putting, having conversations and putting boundaries in place. So I want to talk about that. But First, let's do a little recap. So I didn't release last week because it was Easter. I wanted to have like a little break. Um, and the I kind of wanted the week before's episode to like settle and like land because I have never had so many messages about the episode that I did with my mum. So many people loved it. They, like my mum's me, man. She is the most incredible person. The way that she spoke about sex and her journey and the way that she relayed that to me growing up was so amazing. And it touched so many people, man. It touched so many people. Everyone loved it. Okay. And I got so many messages and I had so many people being like, Fezzy needs a little fucking spot of her own, okay? Fezzy needs a little Fezzy fluff hour. <laughs> That's what my stepdad used to call my mum when I was younger, and it makes me want to throw up in my mouth. He called her Fezzy fluff cake. <laughs> oh my god, I hate it. I hope that I, I hope that my husband calls me fucking pinny punini, and my kids absolutely hate it. That's what I hate. That's what I hope. But I wanted that to land and settle. And uh, thank you so much for the messages. My mum literally listened to it and she was like, oh my God, did I sound like a bogan? And I was like, mum, you are, first and foremost. (laughs) But second of all, you fucking sounded great. You sounded so good. It was actually really interesting for me because I think you have your parents in your life and you always look up to them and you see them on this like pedestal of, and, and when they do things that may not be not, not right, or maybe do some slip up or do some wrong things along the way you're so you get in your head and you're like, Oh my God, like it's such a big deal and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, your parents are parents and they are 
people, they're human beings. They're working it out just as much as you are. As I get older, I realize that no one fucking has a clue what they're doing. Um, and when my mum was talking about the way that she was brought up and her childhood and stuff like that, it just, it bonded us so much more. And like my mum and I are incredibly close, but I, for me, getting an insight into her life and how she made changes so that I didn't have to have that structure around sex or conversations about my body and stuff like that was just so incredible to me. And it just made me look up to my mom even more and be like, wow, like the whole, like the shit that you do. And it, and it made me realize as well that like my mom, when she was I think she must have had me when she, she had me when she was 33. So she must've been like 35. She went back and studied and changed her whole career, changed her whole life. And I think we forget about, about these things. Like that to me is incredible. Like you don't, not a lot of people don't do that. So I walked away from that conversation and just had a, a new found respect for my mum on such a personal level. Um, and yeah, I absolutely love doing it. And I think I would love to have her on again. I thought, so this week I have been so anxious, so, 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 so anxious. <laughs> there are a few factors to this. So I went out on the weekend and got fucking more I went out and I have not been that drunk in a really, really long time. I got cut off the bar at 5.30. They were like, are you buying drinks for that girl? Absolutely not. And I was just sitting there cross-eyed being like, give us, give me cranberry soda. I'm not even that drunk. I'm driving. I'm the de- I'm the designated driver. Like I was <laughs> absolutely on one. I'm pretty sure I nearly fell down a flight of stairs. My housemate came home to me at... 6.30 at night and I was crying in my bathroom because I was too scared to vomit. Um, yeah. So then I woke up in the morning and had the dreaded, who did I text? Who did I call? And I tend to do this a lot and I don't know what it is, but I woke up in the morning and I remember texting a few people that I was like, why did I do that? But then I went into my text chain and they were, the messages weren't there. And I was like, oh, maybe I dreamt it. And then my housemate said, no, no, you went through your phone and deleted all of those people out of your phone because you didn't want that. You didn't want the energy. <laughs> I didn't want their energy in my phone when I woke up. So I deleted them out of my phone. I have to say that is either incredibly toxic or very, very smart. Okay. <laughs> if you don't want to see what you did from the night before, just delete it. There was a video in my phone of me at the table, 23 second video talking to a camera. Don't know who I said that to, just deleted it. Didn't even watch it. I was like, I can't do that. I can't be doing that to myself. I'm like, Indy, we're better than this. We don't do this anymore. We do not do this anymore. We are working on building boundaries. And I did this homework with my therapist. And honestly, it has opened up my mind to so many things. So I want to talk to, about that in a little bit. But I think my anxiety is also coming from that it is a full moon. <laughs> so I'm going to pull my cards because that's what I feel like doing. 
Ooh, I love the sound of cards, guys. Yum, yum, yum in my charm. So let's manifest on this for a second. Let's, I'm going to do one for love and one for career. Hmm, I've got some pretty exciting stuff coming up around career, which I will tell you about hopefully very soon. So let's pull some cards. I love you. So I've pulled the cards and I'm just going to read them. So these ones are like really, I don't read them from a book. I sort of just take what I feel from when I read them because I'm psychic. <laughs> They're called crystal angel oracle cards. Obviously everyone knows what they are. If you don't, you, you, you just read them. <laughs> Honestly, I am pretty in tune with myself. So I will ask myself, um, like a little question and then I'll flip the card over and whatever it says on the card, you can get a book as well, which goes into depth. Um, I sort of just take what I feel. So I just pulled the career card and it's Amber and it's this beautiful like gypsy angel and she's got two fire balls in her hands. Fireball. So it says, take a deep breath and on the exhale, release this situation to God for healing and answers. Mm, that doesn't really serve me. That's fine. But let's go love card. So the love card, <gasps> deep emotional healing. Guys, your heart is ready to heal from past experiences and you are willing to devout ta devote time and energy towards the therapeutic care. Bruv, that is truth. That is very, very true at the moment. I still, I know you guys are going to be like, man, you are banging on the same drum about how you're not ready to date. I'm not ready to date yet. I have recently been like talking to someone and there has been a lot of anxiety around that. I find it really hard to just sort of sit in a relationship. I don't know how to do that. It's not a relationship, but I find it really hard to just be like, okay, let's take this day by day, see how it goes. I'm always someone who has to um, have it all planned out. I need to know where it's going, what's happening. But then I also have... I was talking about this the other day and I am very much an anxious attached sort of person. So I need to know what's going on, when it's happening. That is for everything in my life that comes for relationships. It also comes down to anything in my life. So if there's a party, I need to know who's going, what time we're going to be there. Like, so that soothes my anxiety in that way. So for a relationship, I am an anxious attached. So I need to know like what's happening, where you're going, how you feel about me to the point where I was talking to my therapist the other day. And I said, it's, it's so extreme to the point where if someone told me, like I was sort of seeing someone a while ago, right. And he was you know, he said, I really, really like you. And I was like, oh, okay. And the way that I respond to these situations as well is an avoidant because I feel like I have to have my walls up and boundaries up because I have been hurt so many times before. So it's this like real struggle, right? So he says to me, you know, I really, really like you. And then, then I'm like, my automatic response is, okay. And he was like, what do you mean? And I was like, uh, uh, thanks. I just don't really know how to respond to that. Even though 
I liked him as well, but I automatically go to, if I say that I like him as well, then he's going to walk away from me because that's all I've ever had in the past. Right? So then I start to set these boundaries around myself that I don't even want to be there. I don't know if that makes sense, but so then I am like, Oh, okay, thanks. Yeah. And I don't really give them the response that I feel which then puts them on the back foot. Um, and then I was talking about it and, and then she said, okay, so he likes you. And I was like, yeah, but I don't really know. And she said, and she was like, but he told you he liked you two days ago. And I was like, yeah, but that was two days ago. So my, my anxious attachment is literally day to day, which is so hard to control and work through in a relationship when I'm like this, because I just am a ball of emotion. And then, then I'm like, okay, is this a red flag? Is this why I'm feeling anxious? Because I can see that there are red flags or is it because I'm too much in my head? Am I painting this relationship with with the brush of an old relationship? Am I, then I'm so much in my head that I can't even see outside of it. So what, what it's sort of come down to is that I need to be able to know what my boundaries are and set boundaries so that once they are crossed, then I say, okay, well, that was a boundary that I had and it has been crossed. So I am okay to feel that way. So it, that, so that feeling is validated where if I have these boundaries and then, then they're not being crossed and, you know, but I'm still feeling anxious, then, then it is something that I need to work on in myself. It has nothing to do with that external person, but basically why, why boundaries have come up so much for me in the last two weeks is basically I did some homework. (laughs) I have homework. So I, did this homework. And basically what it was is in one big circle on one side, you write your self image of yourself today. And then on the right hand side, you write down your ideal self image and I'll read it out to you. So on the left hand side, self image of what you are today. And then on the right hand side is your ideal self image of what, what you want to be and what you would be happy if you died tomorrow. And that was your self image. You would be like, I'm so happy with that. That's exactly where I want to be. Then the circles that meet in the middle are what's stopping you from being this per being that ideal person. And then that's where I really realized for me, it was all about boundaries. So in my self image of me today, I have, you know, insecure, image obsessed, uh, anxious, mean to myself. I also put some good ones in there as well because I don't think I'm fucking all shit. Um, So I had strong, creative, loyal, um, determined. I'm closed. I can't set boundaries. I'm unsure of myself. I'm also impatient. I'm up and down, obsessive, funny, Come on now. She's funny, girl. I'm scared of letting my walls down. And then on the side of my ideal self, these are the things that if I could be the ideal version of India, this is what I would want. Strong, have strong boundaries, know my worth, carefree, happy, determined and driven. 
loved unconditionally, a great friend, patient, confident, willing to say no, kind, respectful, funny, resilient, love and be loved and most of all secure. So when I went into it and thought about why, what, what are the things that stop me? So what are the things that stop me from having strong boundaries? And that's for me, if I set boundaries, I will lose people. Say one of my boundaries is going forward. I, I have gotten myself into a lot of situations because I feel really comfortable at nighttime where I'm not going out to dinner because I don't like dinner situations. I don't like sitting down and eating in front of someone. I don't like having to fill that gap of like, who's going to pay the bill or when does the, when the food comes, like who eats first and blah, 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 blah. Like that just gives me so much anxiety that I tend to like nighttime things or being in my own space. So I'll be like, do you want to come over and watch a movie? But then that sort of sets up a bound that then, then when all they want to do is come over and watch movies going forward, that upsets me because then I think, oh, he doesn't want to take me out. Or he doesn't blah, 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 blah. So I'm really setting myself up for failure because of the insecurities that I have. But little things like a boundary of a guy, if he messages me at 8.30 and says, do you want to hang out tonight? My boundary is no, I will not hang out with you tonight because for me, I would like you to message me earlier on in the day, say, hey, would you like to hang out tonight? We could go grab an ice cream and then hang out after that. That is a small, small, small boundary for me that I cannot set because I feel if I say no to that person, then they won't want to hang out with me anymore because I am too stringent or I am, I don't really know what it is to be fair. I think it's just like the fact that they won't want to hang out with me anymore because I have set a strong boundary that fulfills a need that I have. And it, and again, I've, I've spoken about this time and time and time again, and it all comes down to wanting to be loved and wanting to be wanted. And even if that person is coming over at 10 o'clock at night, that still means they're spending that time with me. No, anyone can come over to your house at 10 o'clock at night and hang out with you and, and sleep with you and all the rest of it. That doesn't, that doesn't correlate to a strong respect or a strong relationship going forward. I'm like one way or the other, right? So once I get something into my head, I'm like, okay, yeah, I really need to make sure that I'm setting boundaries and all this sort of stuff. And I was with someone the other day and he was like, oh, let, like, let's do dinner on Tuesday night. And I, I was like, yep, no worries. We can do that. But don't say it if you're not going to do it, because with me, you need to know that I have boundaries. I have boundaries. And if you say that you're going to do something and you do not do that, then that is going to affect me. And that's a boundary that I really strongly stand by. And my, I was literally saying this to my psychologist and she was like, yep. So Indy, you have boundaries. <laughs> And that is something that you, 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 you talk that through with yourself. Um, you don't necessarily need to give that man a play by play of how you're feeling, have that boundary in your head. 
So you know that he has made a plan with you and if he does not contact you or he doesn't follow through with that with with that plan on Tuesday, then you know that that is a boundary that has been crossed for you and then that's where you can figure out whether you want to keep seeing this person or whether you have a conversation with this person about that, that's how you play it out from there. And I was like, right, mm-hmm, cool, no worries. So I've just made myself look like an actual psychopath. <laughs> But I am also an open book. I'm always going to be an open book. And I think that the person that I ideally end up with will understand that. (sighs) I hope. (laughs) I hope they understand that I'm just me and I'm always going to fucking say whatever I feel or whatever. But also having discussions around boundaries and, and this is where I get stuck, right? Because I don't know how to bring up the conversation around what my boundaries are, where they lie, because one, I have an ego where I never want to let the other person know that I like them because then the ball is in their court and then they can leave me. Super, super scary shit for me because every relationship that I've been in the guy has always been so into me and putting themselves out there. And, you know, I like you so much and blah, blah, blah. And I've always had this walls. Like I spoke about before when the person said, you know, I really like you. And, and I was like, Oh, thanks. Yeah. You know, I, I don't really know how to respond to that. I've always had that sort of wall up. And then the second that I let that wall down, that person walks away from me. I don't know what it is. I don't know. I think that I go for, people who are avoidant attachments so that they are working on their own issues. And then all of a sudden when I become attached to them, then once they pull back from me, my anxious attachment is triggered. So I go in even harder. It's a whole fucking kerfuffle, but I am definitely working on that. And I definitely have conversations with myself daily at the moment. And I think, I think I'm in a bit of a hard spot currently because my anxiety is being triggered so much because I am opening up all these conversations and constantly checking in with myself and making sure that I am not just being reactive. And uh, as soon as someone does something that I feel is hurtful or something along those lines, I always react I always like either shut them off or don't want to hang out with them anymore or I have my wall up and then I turn into a bitch and all that kind of stuff. Like probably the reason why I deleted all those messages on the weekend was because it would have been a react. It would have been a reaction to something because, you know, either I didn't see the person that I wanted to see or I didn't like the conversation that we were having, um, through text. So I just deleted it because I don't want to see it anymore. And that is definitely a, definitely a coping mechanism from me. These are all the things that I'm sort of dealing with at the moment and really trying to learn how to have conversations without getting emotional, without worrying about whether my ego gets bruised because all of a sudden, if I have this conversation with this person, they will realize that I have feelings for them, which is so dumb because why am I hanging out with them in the first place? Clearly there are some sort of feelings there. So I need to get over that myself. And I think 
there is also that element of I don't want to have that conversation and then that person be like, oh, my God, she's such a psycho. She's so crazy. Like, oh, like, why can't you just be so easy breezy and cool and fun? Because another issue that I constantly have had in relationships is I come across as such a fun, bubbly, out there, easy breezy person when I first meet guys. I get that all the time. The first thing that anyone ever says is, oh my God, you're so fun. Oh my God, you're so chill. You're so easy. You're so cool to be around, blah, 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 blah. And then I feel like if I am not that easy, breezy, cool, beautiful cover girl, then they will leave me because that is tends to be the pattern. So what I need to realize really at the crux of all of this fucking shit that I've been rambling about, what I really, really, really need to realize is that if I set a boundary with someone, a simple boundary with someone of don't message me at 10 o'clock at night to hang out. If you want to hang out, message me a little bit earlier and we can definitely organize something because that makes me feel like I am a priority if that simple boundary pushes someone away, they are not the right person for me anyway. At the crux of it, I need to know that, but I also need to work on abandonment issues, insecurity issues, being able to be by myself before me setting that boundary and that person walking away isn't going to hurt me any longer. I also realized, you know, talking to my therapist the other day, about other relationships outside romantic is that I don't have these anxious attachment issues. So when it comes to my friends or family or any other relationship in my life, I am extremely resilient, strong, because I know that I'm a good friend. I know that I'm a good sister. I know that I'm a good daughter. So that I strongly believe that within myself. So I don't feel like these people are going to walk away from me. And I don't feel like I need to prove myself. And I am always going to be there for my friends. And I do really have these strong, strong connections that I never worry about failing. It only comes with romantic relationships. And basically what we've sort of realized is because I directly see a romantic relationship as a reflection of myself. So if that person walks away from me or doesn't want to be with me any longer, that it directly is because I am a failure and because of the, all of the insecurities on my end. I don't think about the what they're, why they have walked away or why they have left. Whereas opposed to if a friendship broke down between me and one of my friends, of course I would look at myself and I would reflect and say, oh, how did that break down and what happened? But I know in myself that I am a good friend and I, and I have the faith in myself to know that I would have worked really, really hard on that relationship and I would have done whatever, whatever was necessarily, sorry, whatever was necessary to make that work. And if it didn't and it fell apart, it didn't necessarily have anything to do with my character. I cannot say that when it comes to romantic relationships. As soon as that breaks down, it is all my fault. It's because I wasn't good enough. It's because I wasn't attractive enough. It's because I was too clingy. It's because I wasn't good enough. It's because I didn't give them what they needed. It's because, you know, I could go on and on and on and on and on. And until I can find self-worth in myself and be completely secure within who I am 
then when those people walk away, it won't hurt me anymore. Well, of course it's going to hurt, but it doesn't, it's not going to be as crippling as what it once was. I literally had this moment and it was really a turning point for me last week when I was talking and I was saying to her, oh, I have, you know, what if this guy comes over and I have my period and like, should I tell him like, so that like, if he doesn't want to come, then, you know, I'll know, like he doesn't need to come. And my therapist was like, India, you are worth so much more than that. You have so much to offer. And I'm getting a little bit choked up now talking about it because the fact that I couldn't even see that is absolutely terrifying. The fact that I, I even questioned that or would be like, oh, that's all that he comes around for. You know, this person at the time when I was seeing them was messaging me every day, you know, had beautiful things to say, all that sort of stuff. And I really, really brought myself down to that all they wanted to do was come over and have sex when that wasn't the, that, that wasn't it at all. But that is my inner monologue and that is my narrative constantly. So I think at the moment coming to this realization that I literally have zero boundaries and that once I set these boundaries in place, it's going to be so freeing for me and relieve me of so much anxiety because if I put these boundaries in place and, and know that this is where I am, and know my worth and go, nah, actually we don't need any of this sort of flip flop back and forth. If that's what you want to do, then you don't have any space in my life anymore and totally be okay with that person walking away and being like, okay, well that, that didn't serve me and it wasn't for me. Being so okay with that is like so exciting to me. And I literally said, I literally said to my therapist, I was like, wait, do people actually feel like, like people can walk away from things and know that that they're totally fine. And she was like, yeah, babe. <laughs> she was like, yeah, doll. Like people, there's people out there with self-worth, baby. So that's what I'm working on at the moment. And I'm, and I am hoping to, I think next week I am having someone on. I'm actually having a guy on and we're going to talk about why guys do the things they do. But I think my next session, I'm going to talk about boundaries and really set some things out. So I would love to talk about that on my next episode as well. I've really just been rambling and I just wanted this to be like a dear diary open conversation because I don't know if anyone else feels like this. I really don't, but this is how I feel. And it would be nice to know that I'm not crazy. The fact that you can work th through these things and there is a bit of light at the end of the tunnel, I think is really nice. <laughs> and I can't wait to see that light cause it's super dark right now. I am really good guys. <laughs> I'm really, really good. It is hard at the moment, but I'm also super fucking excited about that because you'd never grow if you're comfortable. So I think working through this and going through a bit of turmoil right now is really going to benefit me in the long term. But yeah, sorry if I've just rambled. Well, I'm not sorry. Oh, sorry at all. Thanks so much for listening. And I can't wait for next week. I hope everyone enjoys. Like, comment and subscribe. Do all the things that you want to do. And send it to me, mom, and send it to your sister, and send it to the friend that lives down the street. Maybe they'll really like me. Yeah. Till next time.
Until next time, babies, see you soon.